God has determined in His wisdom that through your scattering of the seed, His kingdom will advance and no other way. He sleeps and rises at night and day and the seed sprouts and grows. In that, don't you just hear a certain expectancy on the part of the sower as though he sows the seed and he knows that three out of the four soils won't produce anything. But he also knows that there will be a harvest. He just instinctively seems to know that or to expect that. And here we see that the parable is pushing us, pressing us, towards sowing the seed, being scatterers of the seed that scatter with a certain expectancy, expecting the seed to bring forth a harvest. And this is an area at which all of us really could hear this, particularly me, because I'm inclined, all of us are inclined to certain sins. One of the, one of the sins I'm inclined to is just the sin of, of cynicism. The world is so sinful. The world is so closed to the gospel. People are so blind to the gospel. The God of this world seems to be so firmly in charge. They're not going to believe. I can fall into that. So can all of us, but I can fall into that. And it's a sin to be cynical about the harvest of the seed. The sower sows the seed with an expectancy, expecting a harvest to come. He goes to sleep knowing when it's harvest time, there will be a harvest for him to go and to collect. He's expectant of this. So we see that he's properly burdened, not improperly burdened, but then the last thing that we see is the harvest itself, is that he not only sows and he sleeps, but he also reaps. The earth produces by itself first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. So here comes the harvest time and he is now the harvester. He puts in the sickle. By this, it means that the scatterer of the seed is also the harvester or the one who is blessed or privileged to be present when that miracle of conversion occurs and a soul is harvested, so to speak. But notice also that the harvest seems to be a process. We are Jesus describes it as first the blade, then the ear, then then comes the, the full grain in the ear. So there's this process. It sort of comes up like a little blade. And then you see an ear come and then it grows bigger. And then you can tell. Like Remember like the tear in that parable? Everything looks the same until it's time to, to collect the harvest. And then clearly some don't have an ear to bring, a harvest to bring. So the process is described here is this coming up in such a way that everything is indistinguishable for a while. You know, that this is, again, once again, the time of the year where you can probably on your way home today, you, most of us can probably see a field that has been recently sown. And you look out across that field and, and you ever have like uh, many times one of our kids will ask me, you know, say, Dad, what is that out there at this time of year? I'll often say, I have no idea. Because quite frankly, it all looks the same at this point. Corn looks like wheat looks like soybean. I mean, it all kind of looks the same when it's this tall. So there is this reality that there is a period of time between the sowing of the seed 
And the point at which the elect of God, which will bring forth a harvest, there's a period of time between the sowing of the seed and the elect bringing forth fruit. And during that period of time, they're indistinguishable. So that period of time represents this period of time in which the elect of God have heard the seed has been scattered and it's taken root. But that root is not yet to the point of harvest. So that would represent this time in which those who are the people of God have heard and maybe that that seed is beginning to take root and maybe there's some struggle going on in the soul. Maybe they are starting to see the sinfulness of their life. Maybe they're starting to see their true position before God. Maybe they're starting to understand the things of God. They're not yet to the point of harvest, but they are in that sort of in-between point. This is... This is a point that we see in Scripture. For example, I, I think of uh, the Apostle Paul. Remember on the road to Damascus? He's on the road to Damascus and the risen Jesus comes and appears to him. The light knocks him down. And then the voice from heaven says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? For it is hard to kick against the goads. Now, the goads, what that was, was these sharp sticks that they used to prod animals along. And so when the animal would kick against that sharp stick, they would kick against something sharp and that animal would be taught, don't kick against the goats. It's not good to kick against the goats. So in a spiritual realm, Jesus is saying, you're being prodded. You're being moved along, Saul. And the Damascus Road, that Damascus Road experience was real close to his harvest. I think his harvest probably took place a few days later. But he was real close and Jesus is saying to him, You're being pressed along. You're being pushed along. And you are kicking against the goats. Now, maybe the seed was in part the words of Stephen. When Stephen preached that sermon and Saul heard it and it's resonating and he can't get it out of his mind. Maybe it's other Christians that he's heard give testimony as he arrested them. Maybe it's just his knowledge of the Scriptures that he has, under, he has misunderstood for so long, but now he's starting to see them plainly. But either way, there's these goads kicking, pushing him along. He's kicking against them. And so he's like this blade coming up, coming into an ear. And then he's real close to a harvest. To a harvest. And so I see that that's what's the, the process here, this process, this indistinguishable process as he's being taken along. And that's the same thing that we see in the progress of the kingdom of God today is that the seed is scattered, the seed sometimes sprouts up, sometimes it's indistinguishable between seed that's going to sprout up and quickly die, seed that's going to sprout up and then never bring fruit, and then seed that's going to sprout up to a bountiful harvest. It's indistinguishable at many points. But it's not our place to know, it's not our place to understand. We are to sow, sleep, and then reap. So finally, just to sort of bring all this together, we just see that the parable is showing us that first of all, the sower bears an awesome responsibility. The sower bears an awesome responsibility. God has determined in His wisdom that through your scattering of the seed, His kingdom will advance and no other way. But at the same time, the sower bears no responsibility. 
Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9, verse 16, Woe to me if I don't preach the gospel. Woe to me if I shirk this most awesome of responsibilities to scatter seed. But then the prophet Isaiah says in Isaiah 55 and verse 11, God says, So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I meant to send it. Do you know that God intends to send seed onto hard ground? God intends to send seed into thorny ground. That was the the whole reasoning behind Jesus' explanation and His quotation of the prophet Isaiah. He says, they don't see. They've got eyes, but they don't see. They've got ears, but they don't understand. But nevertheless, they will continue to hear because I'm going to continue to tell them. So God purposes to send seed into the thorny ground, into the shallow ground, and even into the hard ground. And we don't know what His intention is. But sometimes His intention is that that seed goes into the good ground. Not knowing what His intention is, not knowing the purpose, not knowing how the seed springs to life, we have the awesome responsibility to scatter seed wide and broad and often. But we have no responsibility for the production of the seed, the success of the seed once it's sown. God is a big enough God to take upon Himself the full responsibility of the sprouting of the seed unto life as well as the non-sprouting. God's a big enough God to take that full responsibility unto Himself to say, the seed will accomplish my purpose. It will not go out. You will not scatter seed. Do you know that you will never scatter seed that doesn't fulfill God's purpose for that seed? Because God says, The seed, the Word, will accomplish my purpose for the Word. So we are to be scatterers far and wide and often scatterers who know our responsibility is to scatter, but then our responsibility is to sleep and to rest in the Lord of the harvest that we might be blessed to be present when the harvest comes.